This episode is proudly sponsored by The Helix, a new innovation district located in New Brunswick, New Jersey, the heart of the Northeast Corridor. The Helix provides a critical ecosystem for innovation by offering a range of physical environments, a vibrant community of leading innovators, and a strategic central location on the Northeast Corridor. The Helix will uniquely mix workspaces, classrooms, laboratories, venues, and collaborative environments creating a dynamic community and setting for innovative minds. Universities, startups, Fortune 500 companies, entrepreneurs, researchers, and many others will all call the Helix home. Thus far, the Helix has assembled a community of innovative private and public organizations, such as Rutgers Health, the New Jersey Innovation Hub, RWJ Barnabas Health, Hackensack Meridian Health, universities from Ireland and Israel, and others. The Helix is where ideas will come to life. To learn more, visit helixnj.com. From nj.com and the Star Ledger, welcome to the Rutgers Rant, your one-stop podcast for the Scarlet Knights, with your hosts, Steve Politi and Rutgers insiders, Brian Fonseca and Pat Lenny. Let's start shopping. All right, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Rutgers Rant, our Picks Pod edition for the Michigan game week. We usually like to keep it light here later in the week when we make our picks, but uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't start this week's episode with uh, talks about Phil Sellers, who passed on Wednesday, uh, one of the greatest athletes in Rutgers history, the star of the greatest team, certainly in, in modern Rutgers history the final four team in 1976 and and fellas talking to people about phil sellers what strikes me is that it seems like there are multiple generations who were exposed to Rutgers athletics through him like you hear you hear about people who tell memories of going to going to the games as students to, to at the barn to, to see him play and then you hear about uh fans who you tell about how their fathers took them to games and that was their first exposure to Rutgers athletics and seeing it at a high level. And I, I just wonder, it's interesting. It would be interesting to know what percentage of fans, you know, and Rutgers were hooked because of Phil Zellers. I mean, it really is just an incredible thing when you think about the impact he's had on, on Rutgers athletics overall. Yeah. He's a Titan of the, of the department of the school. I think that team is, like you said, probably the biggest achievement Rutgers athletics had in the modern era. And that really got a lot of people excited about what Rutgers basketball about what Rutgers athletics can do. And Phil was a huge part of that. I was listening to someone talk about, you know, he's listed as six foot four. He was probably six foot two. And yet he's the leading rebounder in program history. Yeah. I mean, that's that says a lot about the kind of guy he was, the kind of player he was. And everyone, like you said, everyone you talk to seems like they have a memory or a story of Phil Sellers and what he did and what he meant to them. He was still around the program. I know uh, Steve Peichel spent some time with him on a few occasions. He was at a few games. And he just, yeah, he, he's Mr. Rutgers in, in, a, in a way that – uh, a lot of people associate Rutgers basketball with Phil Sellers. I know a lot of the current players, Ron Harper Jr., Caleb McConnell, they had some tributes for him and acknowledged how important he was to the program. So, yeah, a, a major loss uh, gone too soon and uh, really tough. Uh, I, I'm not sure there will ever be another Phil Sellers. And I'm, you know, I'm not sure those those numbers he's reached. I don't know the way college basketball is today. I don't know if it'll ever be be matched. Yeah, I and mean, that's that's so. T- 2,399 points, uh, 1,100, uh, sorry, 1,111 1, rebounds. How, when you think, when you think of this now, like, you, like Cliff Omori is a great Big Ten center at a time when college basketball players can play five years. He's at 666 rebounds for him to get there this year. 
Again, he's the center. He's he's, he's the leading rebounder of the team. For him to get this year, he'd have, he'd have to average 15 rebounds a game about to break the record. I mean, I don't think anyone's ever going to approach the points total, 2,400. It's just uh, those records are unbreakable. There's no question about it. He has a remarkable legacy. The numbers are absolutely incredible. And you, you just said everything you need to know about the number. If Cliff can't even come within an earshot of those rebounding numbers, who's going to do it? especially yeah. the way that basketball is played now and kids don't stay four years. I know they can stay five now, but you know, the best ones aren't staying certainly. So you're hundred percent, right. Totally unbreakable. And I guess for me, my Phil Sellers moment comes, like you said, from my mom, who was a freshman at Rutgers in 1976. So she got to see the undefeated football team and was a freshman for that awesome 1976 basketball team wow and she was she always tells me about the lines outside the barn to get into the games she just remembers just waiting in line for tickets and the, the line would stretch and you'd have to wait for days to get tickets because it only sat you know what two thousand people or whatever so right, right. Uh, just a remarkable legacy and a really transcending guy for Rutgers, no question yeah and, and i think i think what makes it special is that you know maybe at a place like duke where you have i don't know 15 20 final fours whatever the number is like you don't right, a final four team comes and goes you've got a lot of phil sellers right you don't you only have one guy like that you know you only have one sue wicks at Rutgers. you only have you know one ray rice at Rutgers. you only have a few truly transcendent athletes who rise to the level uh that he did and it's it really is it's a sad moment for his passing i know he went through some pretty tough last few months uh, health-wise uh, suffered a stroke a couple weeks ago uh and i know his family uh, will mourn him and, and the entire record i hope and i I don't know what Rutgers plans to do to honor him it would be great if there's a ps patch on their uniforms next year i think that would be a very appropriate thing to do in addition to whatever his number's already in the rafters they can't do that again but it would be it would be nice if they do something to honor him uh during the season I believe they will. I believe Jerry Carino reported yesterday afternoon that uh, Steve Peichel said they plan to do something. I think a patch would be a lovely gesture. I don't know if they've done stuff like that in the past, maybe even a black stripe on their uniform. And to your point, I mean, Phil Sellers, he had a humongous hype coming in. I read a story from Dick Weiss in uh, the, the Canon Daily News uh, about when he committed, about this is the greatest coup in program history for him <laughs> to do what he did after all that hype. For him to become the shiny beacon, like you said, his numbers are tired. I remember being a student during the Eddie Jordan years, and when things got really, really bad at Rutgers, his name was always there to kind of remind people of what the program can be and where Steve Peichel is trying to bring them back to. So for as long as they're playing basketball at Rutgers, he will, he'll be remembered. Well said, well said. All right, let's let's uh, let's dive into the Michigan game, a legit big-time college football game. At least you would hope it would become one. All right, so we've talked about this a little bit with Michigan, and it's 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 kind of fascinating how this is the one Big Ten powerhouse that Rutgers has beaten, number one, in 2014, and also has played some really close games. Uh, almost beat him in 2020, much different world, obviously, with COVID. Had a really sh- real shot to beat him on, at the big house in 2021. At the same time, it's the program that delivered 78 nothing. It's sort of a wild little rival. Like, you know, it's like really, you're not sure which way that sucker's going to go, right? I mean, it's just kind of a, been an interesting go so far with Rutgers, Michigan, and the Big Ten. And they were the first team that Rutgers beat in the Big Ten, too. Yeah. Um, right. Just uh, like you said, a huge roller coaster. And it made people forget in the first half of 2022, they also led, put a real scare into Michigan. Boy. Uh, 
Anyway, yeah, it's very, that again. it's very interesting. Uh, I asked Greg Schiano if he could put a finger on what he's been, because it's it's been since he's gotten back that they've kind of pressed them a little bit each of the last three years. And he said if he knew, he would have employed it and won the game. Fair enough. I don't have quite an idea. I do know that Michigan obviously was unranked in 2020. Jim Harbaugh almost got fired. And then obviously they've won back-to-back Big Ten titles. Uh, they were like 19th in 2021. Uh, obviously they're much better than that, given that they won the Big Ten. But the point being, this is going to be the best Michigan team Greg Schiano will face since coming back to Rutgers. Well, ever. I mean, he only faced Michigan the last three years. It's a major challenge. This might be the best Rutgers team he's had since coming back. But I look across the board. The only position Rutgers maybe could say they are equal to or better than Michigan is linebacker. Otherwise, I mean, everywhere across the field, Michigan has been recruiting and has better players. So they have to have a monumental effort to uh, compete with Michigan. And I don't know. Do you guys think that uh, this probably isn't a game they're going to win? But like, what do you think would be a successful afternoon for Rutgers? Where would you guys say, all right, they didn't win, but that was a good sign? You go, Pat. I, I would just say you think you look at the spread and and that let's start there. I mean, 24 points, Rutgers getting very little respect from from Vegas in that sense. So I think that's a huge number, but I, I think Rutgers can keep it closer than that just because of the way that they play. They shorten the game, they possess the ball and they play good defense. We'll see if that holds up against Michigan, but to consider it a success, I think you just got to look back at the last that last year's game, right? They led 17-14 at the half, and the, the wheels fell off so quickly. There just cannot be an unraveling in this game for it to be a success in my mind. It is interesting. You, you mentioned how they are number two team in the country. Greg Shano said they might be the best team in the country, and it certainly might be proven that they are. They're not exactly – they haven't exactly played the – certainly the best schedule in the country. I mean, Rutgers has played a better schedule than they have by far. They played UC, ECU, UNLV, and Bowling Green. And, you know, while they've only given up 16 points in the three games, they've only scored in the 30s, low 30s in, in those games as well. So it's not like there's some massive, oh my God, you see what Michigan did this week. No, they're just they taking care of business, but I don't know, they haven't, they certainly haven't been this impressive juggernaut that we've, sometimes you see early in the season where you're like, oh boy, this team is, you know, they're, how are you going to compete with them? So I don't get that sense. Uh, and one thing I will say, like when you said, the one, the only position would be the linebacker. So far, you can make a case that these two, that these are the two best running backs in the Big Ten. That are, At least so far, through three games, Blake Corum, of course, we know how great he is, 250 yards, six touchdowns. Uh, 6.9 yards per carry average. But hey, let's go with our, our guy Kyle Manungai, the reigning offensive player in the week. He's got five touchdowns. He's put up, you know, a, a bunch of yards in the last couple of weeks. I, I think these two these two teams will approach it differently. Where I think their separation, Brian, is, is, is quarterback play. Yeah, and to Pat's point, I mean, this is really a big test for Gavin Wimsett to not unravel the way things did in the second half last year. This is, if Rutgers wants to be competitive in this game, maybe they don't need him to, you know, suddenly elevate to become a guy who's hitting deep shots and completing 30-yard passes, but he can't have three interceptions. He can't give away pick sixes. He can't fumble the ball. He can't do things like that. And look, J.J. McCarthy, the first two weeks of the season, no interceptions. Last week against Bowling Green, three interceptions. Mm -hmm. I asked Robert Longerbeam, does he smell blood in the water? And he smiled very hard, and he did not bite on the question. I was very disappointed. Ah, I almost got him. I almost got him. well. 
I almost got him to talk about that. I almost got Johnny Langan to talk about the massive hits he had on Michigan linebackers in 2020 and 2021. None of them are buying it. They're all about chopping <laughs> the moment. But I, I, I think, I think the three interceptions are an anomaly. I think JJ McCarthy is probably one of the three best quarterbacks in the Big Ten. It is up to Rutgers to maybe not force three interceptions, but maybe hold him and hold Corum to a reasonable, reasonable total. He's JJ McCarthy completing almost 83% of his passes. So that's, that tells you that those interceptions are probably an anomaly. Again, they have not faced a defense as good as Rutgers. I, I think this is where I would have more optimism than I've had in previous years is the fact that I think we'll see, but I think that this is not going to be an utter mismatch along the line of scrimmage that has been in pre, in some years where, where you, you know you see them line up on the first play and you're like, Oh boy, you know, I don't think this is going to be the case. Rutgers' defensive line is a lot better this year. It's deeper, it's it's fresher. The defense has played well. But the problem is that that Michigan defense, if if Rutgers isn't if sorry, Michigan's not the best team in the country, that might be the best defense in the country. And, and I guess that's where I wonder if Rutgers is going to be able to move the ball against it against a defense of that level. You got to have a little bit of faith because Virginia Tech came in. I, I know Virginia Tech is down overall. We we can say that all that all we want, but they legitimately had a pretty good defense coming in, and Rutgers carved them up mm-hmm. in the run game. And you're concerned about the the line play. You're absolutely right. Michigan has been bigger, better, and so much better up front than than Rutgers in previous years. But I think the the way the the Rutgers offensive line is keeping guys fresh, rotating bodies has really helped and you're seeing just that next level from this offensive line group that hasn't been there the last couple of years. So I think not just that the Rutgers defensive line is improved and better and deeper. I think you're seeing that depth on the offensive line for the first time, the way that Pat Flaherty has implemented this rotation, I think is really gone under the radar. I mean, he's playing 10 guys and and it's working. What do you think Jim Harbaugh is back for the first time? Uh, after his self uh, Michigan self-imposed suspension, is that good or bad? And I I can see it both ways. Certainly, my first instinct is to think, all right, well, you've got he's a really good football coach. Um, that's good news. They're going to be they're going to be fired up to play for him to make a statement for him. All that stuff. Is there any concern when you've got something like that where they might try too hard for their head coach or? I don't know. Try, trying to see it both ways, it, it, or or am I just overthinking it? And having having your head coach back is a good thing. I, I think it's probably a good thing. I don't think it's a massive difference, to be honest with you. I mean, I think the first game of the season they had free Harbaugh shirts, despite, despite yeah. the fact they were the ones that suspended him in the first yeah. place. <laughs> it's quite true. But uh, besides, that's besides the point. My point there is like they had a reason to play for their coach and show out for their coach, and I think they scored what thirty six points or something on East Carolina. Like, you know, I I think that's a little overblown. I don't know how involved Harbaugh is in the game day decision-making, how much his coordinators do, all that stuff. Um, it, it's, it's not bad. I just don't think it's a major difference maker either way, I would say. All right. So this is the interesting part about this, fellas, is I have no idea. Like, usually I have a good suspicion the direction you guys are going to pick. I really have no idea how you're going to pick this one i could see picking it either way the line opened at like like 31 right and has gone down to 24 is that what we're using 24 is the number 
So F- FanDuel jumped the gun and opened it at 31, which is a humongous mm-hmm. number. Circa opened at 23, I think. Uh, and I think really? now, now the consensus is kind of floating in that 24 range. So that's what we're going with, 24. Should we go 24 and a half ourselves or should we ride with the 24? Because I always like a half number. I think we should. Uh, I think we should go with 24. We should go with the number. Why would we pick our own? What are we? Well, I don't like pushes, you know. Oh, I'm I see not, what you're saying. Right. But, okay. but we, we we can go 24. Let's go 24. All right. Let's go 24. And you're 3-0. Congratulations. And Rutgers is 3-0 against the spread. You're 3-0 against the spread. Rutgers is 3-0 against the spread. Uh, we're both 2-1, and one, nipping at your heels. So you have to go first as the leader. What do you well, got? It's only fair. As I told you five seconds before we started recording, I still haven't decided if Rutgers is going to cover or not. And that would talked- be a good time to decide that. It's now or never. It's now or never. never. I would say I psych myself in talking about the fact that I think Michigan is more talented across the board. And as much as Rutgers has closed the gap and as much as Rutgers has challenged them in the past couple of years, we talk about the offensive line. The offensive line was much worse in 2021 and they bullied Michigan in the second half of the big house. Um, but I just don't know if they have enough. And I think much like Rutgers has talked about kind of opening the playbook, I think Michigan's got some more of the playbook to open up if they have to. Um, and I'm not sure Gavin Wimsett will be able to go a fourth straight game without an interception. I think Rutgers will just barely not cover. So I will go, let's go Michigan, Michigan 37, Rutgers 10. Okay. All right. Pat, you want to go? I'll go. Yes. Let's do this. All right. I want to be the guy that comes out with the rah-rah Rutgers. They're going to pull off the unthinkable. But I just think that Rutgers will take a step forward, but not a monumental leap, if that makes any sense. Rutgers, I do think, will cover, based off what I was saying, the way they play, the style. They don't. It doesn't seem like a team that has the makeup and identity that's going to get blown out in a lot of games. Of course, uh, you know, if there is a team that's going to do it, it probably would be Michigan. But I'm going to I'm going to hold steady. I'm going to say Rutgers covers. And uh, I think it's going to be pretty close, at least at least through the half. And uh, Rutgers hangs around uh, around long enough to make it interesting. Let's say Michigan 30, Rutgers 17. Wow. Okay. Good score. I've been on the fence about this one all week as well. And I, I go back and forth. If if it was the, if that initial 30 number, it wouldn't even be a second thought. 24 is about where I think the game's going to be. Uh, I'm going to go with Rutgers though, to cover. And I, I, I just feel like this, they're a better team this year. They're playing defensively with, and, and Michigan is not the kind of team that's, it's just not that blow you out of the water game uh, kind of opponent. And they've Rutgers has limited, the, limited the turnovers. As long as they do that up there, I think this is going to be closer than that line. I think it's also important to remember, like, unless this is an upset and Rutgers wins, and then that completely changes the season in a monumental way. It's the biggest upset in college football this year. We are, I mean, it is go time. Unless it happens, you're going to shrug this one off and go, okay, good experience. The entire season's in front of us now. We've got a scrimmage against Wagner. We're going to go four and one. And then you've got the three games that will decide if this is a okay season, a good season, or a great season. And then so I don't think I don't think this game is really going to have an impact on that unless again it is the upset. Um so I'm going to think it's going to be a competitive game for a while, but Michigan will pull away late. I like a Michigan 31 to 10 type 
outcome. So there you go. If this if that happens, the Rutgers covers will be tied. If not, Fonseca will step on our throats. Also worth noting, Michigan's 0-3 against the spread. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And Rutgers like is 3-0. Yeah, Rutgers there you go. Yeah, I think I think I think Fonseca has lured us into a trap here with his. Oh, I don't know. I just can't decide. Now he just he's just. I did. This is it. I, I now Dark I Fons. see what he did here. The Fonz has the Fonz has just just kind of just kind of lured us in, and he's 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 confident he's going to go up two games. All right, you are, aren't you? I'm not that smart uh, or conniving. Okay. You give me way too much credit. Experience the Heldridge Hotel, a luxury hotel that's perfect for both the business and leisure traveler. Ideally located within minutes of Rutgers University, the Heldrich is convenient to all the action and activities at SHI Stadium, Jersey Mike's Arena, and the Rutgers University campus. The moment you walk through the doors of the Heldrich Hotel and Conference Center, you know you're someplace different. A place with an independent spirit and a boutique vibe. A place where you can immerse yourself in your meeting or event as easily as you can the local culture. Located in the heart of the city, the Heldritz lets you experience all that New Brunswick has to offer. Whether you're coming to New Brunswick for a fun weekend with friends, in town for a Scarlet Nights game, or attending a business meeting, book your accommodations today at theheldritz.com. All right, let's move on to the favorite part of the week for some people and not so for others. The alumni game, Boomer versus Zoomer. All right, so this is great. You're going to love this. So I got an email from a listener named Lynn. Who who is he wants to give suggestions, Michigan alums suggestions. And he says to me that I had nothing to do in Bangkok last night, early in the email. And to which, of course, I replied, I thought there was plenty to do with one night in Bangkok and realized that once again, I was making a cultural reference that you wouldn't understand. Right away, I'm like, yes, he has no idea what one night in Bangkok is. No, I think he might have a shot here because it was in the Hangover, wasn't it? Hangover, Hangover two or three. What, Mike Tyson sings the song. I've only no. watched Hangover one, <laughs> and I'm sure there's a lot to do in Thailand. I've never heard this reference before. Really, the song One Night in Bangkok. Da, 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 yeah. No, no luck. Uh, okay, sorry. I won't sing anymore, folks. All right. Lots there are unlike Virginia Tech, there are just a ton of people we could have chosen for this game. I tried to pick five from different area here. Not a perfect list. I think there are a couple that you should get. So we're gonna start. Are you ready? As ready as I'll be. Feeling confident? You feeling confident? Mildly confident. Okay. All right. Number one, Gerald Ford. Uh the former president of the United States and college football player. Yes, I was. I have to admit, I was a little nervous, but good job. Thunderous applause. Good job. Did you think I was going to say the car guy? I don't know what you're going to say. I he, Michigan car could, but I mean, there was there was like a just like there's a there was a like a 15 percent chance that Rutgers is going to upset Michigan. There was like a 10 percent chance that you, you weren't going to get Gerald Ford. I thought so. Good. All right. One to know. We didn't do. We didn't set the uh, over under. What do you want to put of that, Pat? Give him like seven and a half here. He's off to a flying start. I knew Gerald <laughs> Ford was going to be the first question, so that was terrific. <laughs> I, I even I didn't prep him at practice yesterday, but this was the one that I knew so was going to be number one. I said, okay. I said I won't ruin it, but it's got to be Gerald Ford. Okay. All right. So seven and a half. He's got one point for two points. And of course, I'm riding with Fonz. Of course, over. you're riding with Fonz. I'm taking the under as always. All right. Number two, two points. 
James Earl Jones, Michigan graduate. Do you know who he is? I know the name. I know the name. This mm-hmm. is killing me, man. This is killing me because I'm getting it wrong. I just know. Oh, my God. Dude. Oh, God. Is it an... <laughs> Is it an actor? Please tell me it's an actor. Yes, it is an actor. It is I, an actor. I know the name. Yes. I know the name. Yes. Uh, I just don't know where he... Where, I, don't, I don't know. I can't tell you where he where he's in. I've just seen the name before. I know. Do you want to give him count? a hint, Pat? Do you want to give him a hint? Is I he think... the voice of Darth Vader? <laughs> yes. He is is he? Voice is it Dark Side? <laughs> yes. Yes. I would not have guessed that. Really? No. Huh. Okay. We're going to give it to you. He's an actor, right? Do we give it to him? I think that's fair. Give me half. Yeah. Give me half a point. No, we're going to give you two. We're going to give you oh, full right. two. Hey, He's an you actor. Go. You got it. James Earl Jones. Two points. <laughs> oh, we might be able to a little bit sure on that one. Now I'm kind of less sure about the next one, but here we go. All right. Number three, Arthur Miller. Is that not also a Arthur Miller? Arthur Miller. Is that is an author? It is an author. You're co- you're close. Can you? I I think I might give it to you. But can you be a little cl- little more specific? What kind of author he is? He's not a poet, right? No, someone who writes for James Earl Jones. <laughs> He's a movie writer. <laughs> He's a famous playwright. One of the American playwright. Okay. Death of the Salesman. Yes, there you go. Okay, The Crucible. See? Yes, I know he went to. Michigan. I don't know if we did. He went there. He went to Michigan. I don't know. Should give me, we give, give me that one? I would say half? between the last two answers, I get one full credit. Okay. So you have four points. That's fair. All right. Number four. This is a treat. This is a hard one, but again, based on what we, you know, let's I won't say anything more. Number four. Mike Wallace. That's the um uh his his son was a journalist. He's a journalist. He did uh 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 God. And I know, I know he does like a Fox, Fox, his son was on Fox News. He was on ABC or something. I I know he did like a night show, like a nightly interview show. He was like this dogged journalist. I see his face right in front of me. Yes. I'm going to give it to you. 60 Minutes host, Mike Wallace. 60 Minutes. God damn. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it was something like that. Okay. Great. Great job. Didn't they do a movie about him? Like, didn't he do this huge investigation and... You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I don't know. Did they do? Did they do a movie about Mike Wallace? But you're right. His son, Chris Wallace, Fox News, now on CNN, I believe. So yeah, I think I, that's a good one. I am, but uh, I'm pr- give him a thunder's applause for that one. Good job. All right, and I could have gotten a lot of directions here with number five. I was going to go. <laughs> I was going to go in the. If I went the dark way, I was going to go Jack Kevorkian. Working is the surgeon, no? The doctor of death. Doctor of death, yes. All right, and so I'm, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go the happy way. Gilda Radner. I wanted Kevorkian. That would have been so much better. <laughs> uh, Gilda Radner. That sounds familiar too. Uh, I, I, I got it. I'll give you. A, we'll give you a hint. When we're walking out of the stadium, there's a song playing. Gilda Radner. It's in relation to that song we hear that you also did not recognize. With the SNL theme? Yes. She's an SNL? She was a famous SNL actor in the early days with Chevy Chase. That, don't give I think that. you win this week. Don't, you didn't don't, get Gilda. I'm not going to give you that. But you got Mike Wallace. You, you you knew that Arthur Miller was sort of a writer. You knew James Earl Jones was an actor, if not exactly. Well, I, think we, I think you have won this week. Congratulations. You've won the Michigan Week alumni game.
Michigan season, exactly. Michigan, you won the Michigan season. I needed this one badly because this is almost exactly the opposite of Rutgers because they have a hard game against Michigan and a scrimmage against Wagner, as you said. Oh, yeah. This, there are so many people from Michigan that, you know, there's enough names I would know. I have no idea who's going to be a Wagner alum that yeah. you're going to bring up. It's going to be like the janitor at a local high school is going to be the fifth. Send, guy. You got to send me in some Wagner people, folks. If you're, if you're listening, I need, I need help here. You're absolutely right. Yeah. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, but you're up for the challenge. Don't worry. You know what else is tough? The words you have to guess right now, Pat. All right. Give me some Zoomer stuff. I love it. All I'm right. Ready. Here we okay. go. Courtesy mm-hmm. of Dylan Allen, WRSU, voice of Dylan Allen. First one. Okay. I don't, Brian's going to have to help me out here because <laughs> I, I don't understand this one at all. Wait a so, minute. If you don't word, understand it, the word is bet. Bet? Yes. B E T. Okay. And, and what? What do I have? In sentence. Can I use it in a sentence? But not in I gambling. Wouldn't... But it's not, not okay. in the gambling sense. Oh. Um, oh. Man. Oh, gosh. I'm not bet. Bet, bet, bet. Can you give me a hint? Well, I thought you nailed the answer, actually. At first, you uh, uttered it under your breath. So. Bet, man. No. I, I, I bet. Okay. So I apparently, if you say bet, it's a substitute for the word okay. So the way that he phrased it was, so, oh, you're coming over my house. And then the other person would say, bet, 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 bet. It'd be like, I should do a better job preparing for this to give you better examples. But it's like an affirmation. It's like, like, I'll I'll bring, I'll bring the jungle juice this week. I bet, you know, it's usually preceded by, all right. So I bet. All right. This next one is definitely better. This Mm. next one is definitely more exciting. All right. If you are pushing P, pushing P, what are you doing? Pushing T, like P, 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 like P is like Patrick. Okay, pushing P, man. Pushing P. <laughs> uh, it means you're holding it in at a bar. That's what you. I'm pushing P, man. <laughs> I'm pushing P. Oh my gosh, I'm pushing P. No, that's not it. I like that. No, you do not want to break the seal at a bar, but you're right. Um, okay, but pushing P. Means uh-huh. you are staying positive. So you, uh-huh. you are good. you're pushing P that if you say Rutgers might upset Michigan, you're you're pushing P. I'm pushing P about that, man. Yeah. No cap. I'm pushing P on Michigan. I got you. That's good. I like it. I like that one. I'm gonna write that one down and use it poorly in in context with young people so they realize just how old I am. Thanks, guys, as always. I appreciate that. It's really, it's really the ethos of what we do here. All we're doing at NJM is push and pee. It's very much our pee. ethos. Yes. That's what it is. If we're known for one thing, it is definitely pushing the pee. Push and pee. <laughs> Good work. Good work. Uh, all right. Thanks for playing. Thanks for listening. What else we got this week? Anything? We uh, Oh, we got a wrestler going to Paris. Did we talk about that in the last pod? We talked about him going to the semi or winning in the semifinals, going to the final. Uh, he, yep. he lost lost in the final, but he punched his ticket already to the Paris Olympics by getting to the final. Yep. Um, wrestling for, for Puerto Rico. Uh, we talked about that. But uh, his quote was pretty incredible. He, after the semifinals, uh, he was down big in the match, 9-4 in the third period. And Sebastian Rivera in his interview goes, one of the questions was, did you think you'd come back in that? And he goes, absolutely. I had too much pride. 
there's too much Jersey in me to, to let that go away. And I was like, that is that's awesome. Right. That's right. And then also in that semifinal interview, he was saying that he is going to eventually come back and coach at Rutgers at some point. That's oh wow! And I saw I saw uh, Scott Goodale yesterday, and he is already looking for his housing in Paris. So that is good stuff. Trying to find an Airbnb could be some going to be some juries in Paris for the Olympics. Loving that. Um, and so Rivera tweeted this morning. He just got back in Jersey. Had his first pork roll, egg and cheese. I call it Taylor Ham, but we'll let a guy who's playing in the Olympics slide call it pork roll. He had his first one, and I think he said two months. Uh, so the Jersey does not stop with Sebastian Rivera. So pushing, pushing the P there. Pushing That's P. right. Pushing P. And one more thing: field hockey. Mm-hmm. Your number seven Rutgers field hockey team Ooh. playing uh, UMass in Amherst yeah. this weekend. And if they win, they will have a game on Thursday against number five, Maryland, or number, sorry, number eight, Maryland, another top 10 team, Maryland, a game that if they win that game, then they're really putting themselves in place to win the big 10 and in the national title contingent. They're playing, so they're playing UMass on the road to, do we have, is there, can we confirm there is a field hockey field in Piscataway? Another road game? There's one other road game? Well, they played at home against LaSalle over the weekend and uh, beat them. All right, uh, yeah. they're on the road to Amherst. And Where's the Maryland game? Is that in? Is that in Piscataway? It, it is in Piscataway. Okay, All they right, have back-to-back good. ranked games against uh, Maryland and Michigan in Piscataway mm-hmm. over the next two weeks. Exciting. All right, good. That's that's good stuff. Um, oh, we have one correction I have to make. So this is great. So several long time we were. Made, I think Anthony had the conspiracy theory about the the red and the and and the the sun, and that was re- the reason why. Remember that from last week's yeah. podcast. Yep. The Rutgers is standing in the sun. So this is great. So several, several of you pointed out that it was Greg Shiano who actually switched sidelines. Did you guys know this? No. So Rutgers was on the other side. And I'd forgotten this. I should have known this because I was there. But he Rutgers was on the other sideline. He switched it to, for what, can you guess what reason he switched it for? In 2006, I think he switched it. The sun? No, he switched it into the sun. The reason he, being the TV cameras are on that side of the state. So he wanted his team to be on TV more. It's kind of interesting. I did not know. I If I had knew that, I had forgotten it. So fans pointing out why it is, it is Shiano's reason for standing in, standing in the sun. But that's not, it's not because of, uh, it is intentional. So interesting. Good job. Good job, listeners. You guys that keep us honest. Good. That yeah. was really good. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, all right. Anything else we got before we sign off? Other college football news, notes? Things you're looking forward to this weekend? Big weekend in college football. Sixth ranked on ranked matchups. Ohio State Notre Dame is a huge game. Penn State, Iowa, Colorado, Oregon. To your point, Steve, if Rutgers somehow beats Michigan, they'll be the biggest story in the sport easily by far. Uh, they'll be up there with Deion Sanders and his sunglasses. So uh, will they? I don't know, but uh, it's got to be an exciting opportunity for for everyone. All right. Anything else, fellas, before we sign off? You got nothing? All right. I may what, not what? Uh, be tweeting during the game at Michigan because I've been tasked with following around Rutgers fans at the big house. So wow. you, may, you may just be seeing selfies of me surrounded by maize and blue. Mm. With, should be should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'll actually get a real big house experience, I think. Is this your first trip to the, to the BH? Yeah, yeah, it is. I went to Ann Arbor for the Big Ten Wrestling Championships. In uh, seven feet of snow last winter, Oof. which was just really, really fun. So yes. what Pat is saying is if you see him in the stands of the big house, buy him a beer or three. That's what okay. he's secretly implying. Absolutely. Yes. Enjoy your trip out there. We will be back next week to recap Rutgers, Michigan. Thanks for listening. 
Thank you for listening to the Rutgers Rant. To participate in the conversation and receive live updates about the Scarlet Knights directly to your phone, sign up at nj.com slash insider.